Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So, you know the census? Yes. And how you didn't believe me that there was a census man? <laughs> yes. That's just kind of just an aside that you didn't believe that there used to be a census man who used to come around and give you the census form. Well, I didn't think it happened exactly how you said it. Well, happened. it did. So I'm <laughs> you right. Talked about a man who came and knocked on your door. <laughs> he did come and knock on Hello, your door. Hello, sir. <laughs> he did. He did census form. That's his job. Okay. Yes. Anyway, and the I, census also, man. It's not just one guy. <laughs> I think there was more than one. Yeah, but collectively they're the census men. Or women. Or women. Sexist. No, my point is, anyway, that's it probably not the was point. man, wasn't it? It was, actually. <laughs> my point is that that happened and I was right, so I just want that to just everyone know that I was right about something okay. when Lonnie always makes fun of me for being wrong. throw a parade for Sinead. <laughs> she was right about something. I wouldn't mind a parade. Okay. Anyway, my point is, you know how it's about, like, who's in the house the night when the census happens? Yes. What if, what about people who thieve? <laughs> I tried to explain to you. They're not thieves. They're burglars. Well, what about people who burgle? If, you're, <laughs> if you burgle someone and you're in their house, do you have to do the census from their house? I don't think you stop and do the census, do you? <laughs> Maybe they want to be counted. Although maybe if you're a burglar, you don't really care about the census. Probably. If I was a burglar, I would burgle someone's house on the census night but fill out my own census. And so when the police came and asked me where I was that night, I'd have an airtight alibi. Oh, because my census says I'm at home. Because you had to be home to do the census. It's a good night to rob. But then they could track your IP address and realise that it wasn't you. You could do it, though. You could, you could do your own census that night and then go burgle someone else's place. But you could do that any night. Yeah, but I'm saying on the alibi is good that night because it's census night. Hmm. Mm. I'm not a burglar, so it sounds maybe like I'm not, you... I maybe haven't thought this all the way out. I'd like to know if there are any burglars who do care about the census. If you're a burglar, email us at <laughs> slpodcasting at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts. Hello and welcome. I Only Like You was back. Me, Lonnie. I'm here with Sinead. Sinead's here as well. <laughs> Wouldn't you know? <laughs> this week we're talking about attitude, or as I call it, chewed. So, chewed is a negative attitude, though. It's not attitude like a cool guy with sunnies and like strutting down the street. Like, that's no. good attitude. Yeah. Chewed is t- like a bit of talking back. It's bad attitude. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to review. David Brent, Life on the Road, mm. which, yeah, yeah, it was all right. We'll say more than that. <laughs> okay, this has all come about, the chewed talk, because yesterday I took a bus and we talk about bus drivers and grocery shopping lots on this show, but this is an important one, right? Stay with me, Sine. <laughs> I love how you're, like, prefacing that, <laughs> just because you know people are going to be turning off. <laughs> 
Okay. So I um got to the bus, right? And he had, he had just finished and he was just almost pulling out, right? But I was I was there and so I waved because I had to get on the bus. Well, I could take that bus. Mm-hmm. And he stopped, right? Like he, he stopped and then looked at me and then I waved again like, oh, if you're free, I can come in. And so he opened it, opened the doors and I got on. I was like, oh, thank you. And then I, I touched the go card. Yeah. And then he was like, uh, once the doors are closed, they can't open again. <gasps> and I was like, well, sorry. And then one sat down. Like, that's not my fault if you've opened oh the doors God. for me. Why did he even open then? Why did he not if, just keep driving? If they're the rules, that they're the rules. Don't open it for me. I would have been fine. There's another bus coming. But also... That's just seem like his rules because every other bus stops, like, if there's someone else going yeah. on and opens the doors again. Totally. I love how he's like, the doors can't be opened again. <laughs> like, a bomb sets off in the bus and it's just... But if that were the, they have the rules, leave, right? Just don't pick me up. Don't stop, open the doors, break your rules, and then get up me for breaking the rules. I, I'm not control here. I just waved to see if, it was, if he was free. Maybe he was having a really bad morning. That's not the worst thing, though, Sine. What? At the next stop, <gasps> there's this lady who came. Yeah. And he was about to leave. He stopped for her. She got on. No chew for her. No chew for her? Are you joking me? No, this totally happened. This totally happened. I was stewing all the way home. Oh, my God. Upset. Yep. So she got, he didn't say anything to her? No, I got all the chewed. It's because she's a woman and he's like. He was cracking under her, maybe. Yeah. yeah. He was like, I'll open the doors for you anytime. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know what? I got my revenge. What did you do? When I left, I didn't say thank you. Oh. He felt it too. He felt it. <laughs> God, this chewed though. For no reason. For no reason. I didn't do anything wrong. Oh, God. Hold on. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> no, so excited. Guess what I did? <laughs> he deserved it. He sounds like a bit of a dick. You do. I normally have good experience with bus drivers. I don't think they're that bad, you know. Mm. I've had a dodgy one. Well, you're right, though. You could have had a bad day or something, but don't don't take your chew out on me. I like that his chew was selective. Like, yeah. He chooses <laughs> who to get bad at. But, like, as I said, if, if he had to go, he should have just gone. Not my fault. I had to deal with attitude from an automated service today. That seems worse. <laughs> It you you the, can't do anything back, can you? No. <laughs> it was the automated Centrelink lady, and she was talking about how um, their customer service people are trained to be respectful and to listen to you. And maybe you might like to do that too. <laughs> like, whoa, lady, we've just met. I haven't done anything wrong here. <laughs> I thought it was funny when, like, you were trying to talk to her and she couldn't understand you. And so she just went, all right. Yeah, and she then did. started again. She's like, okay, then. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're the problem here, not the automated thing. I'd love to know. Who who's the voice that records that and like all the different you know motivations yeah. that they do for that? The person can't hear you. Frustrated. All right then. It's just the fact that you intrude from like a computer. It's even, almost worse in a way because it's pre-programmed to give me attitude before it's even heard the situation. Like at least the bus driver had a bad day. What's the computer's fault? What's his reason? Maybe he's got a bug, a virus. Maybe. You know who else gives us chewed? Who? A cat. Yeah. Sam, <laughs> you've got the biggest chew in the whole world. But it's kind of warranted. He only gives us chew when we don't, we don't do feed what, him. We or don't we do don't. what he says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you've got him on here, I'm sure he'd have lots of reasons to why he did it. I'm also chewed from, like, a sassy person, right? 
I just don't like the tude when it's like there's no reason for it. Like it's not going to achieve anything. Yeah, I don't mind warranted tude. I've been known to give warranted tude myself. Have you? Yeah. Can you think of an example? Well, there's the not saying thank you. Yeah. Okay, look, I didn't have that much to say about you. I just want to tell you the bus driver story because it happened yesterday and I've been streaming on it ever since. It's kind of cleansed now, my soul. I like how you felt so, like, vindicated by not saying thank you to him. Like, well, he, you, you got back at him, He didn't was you? distraught. Do you reckon? <laughs> He's probably giving his phone number to the other lady he got on. <laughs> Someone just got chewed. Mm. David Brent. Good segue. Thanks. So I'm a big Ricky Gervais fan, right? I, I watched The Office when it first came out, even though I was a kid, and I've watched Extras and the other stuff he's done with Steve Merchant. But I wasn't too excited about this movie, the new movie. It's just a kind of spin-off of The Office with his David Brent character. Um, kind of because Ricky's been annoying me a bit on social media recently. Um, I, don't, I don't think he was that funny on the Golden Globes either. I don't know about you, Sine. What do you think of that? Yeah. Felt like he just enjoyed the controversy more than trying mm. to be funny and stuff. Mm. And also, Steve Merchant wasn't involved in this movie. Which I don't think. Oh, I think you noticed the yes. absence. Yes, definitely. It's always weird when creators of things, you know, don't seem to be working split. together anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, tell us about the movie, Snake. It follows David Brent trying to get his band foregone conclusions. Um more popularity and he goes on kind of like a tour with them. The tour is just around his suburb, like yeah. his, his little city. Yeah. <laughs> um, the concept was really great. It just kind of like meandered a bit too yeah, much Yeah, there me. wasn't enough plot for a whole two hours. Like, two hours, yeah. yeah it, was, it was dragged on. It was a long movie. And it, it sort of just went for ages and then just like, oh, here's this end because it's almost over. Here's like a resolution to all these things that didn't yeah. quite... Went earned, I didn't think. I felt too. Like the joke is obviously he's a middle-aged man and he's kind of inappropriate in his jokes and, you know, a bit cringeworthy but kind of really tra a tragic character. There's only so many times you can see a band play to no one before you get the joke that yeah. they're not popular and yeah. no one's coming. And that happened so that was the whole movie, basically them playing to no mm. one and doing controversial things. Yeah. And I just felt like it just went on. I said to Lonnie, it would be helpful to have like a day one, you know, one kilometre out of Slough or something. Yeah. That could have been a funny way to make sure that we were all following the journey and it's not just so meandering. It was hard to know where we're up to in the, yeah. in the tour because it was supposed to be like three weeks, was it? But there was no indication of where we how were. long it actually took. Yeah. So you told me that you think a lot of why the office was so popular, UK office this is, was because of Stephen Merchant. Definitely. Steve Merchant plus Ricky, though, working together. Yeah, know. okay. Um, their combination is really good. And it's totally fine if they're not working together anymore because, you know, they've reached mm -hmm. that sort of thing in their life, whatever, that's fine. But the stuff I've watched that Steve Merchant has done by himself has been a lot stronger than the stuff I've seen Ricky do by himself, mm -hmm. you know? Do you think maybe Steve was more of the, like, the brains behind the operation, like the creative sort of force? Or um, well, As I said to you last night, I think Ricky sort of has come to his career Mm. Like I know Ricky, <laughs> um, seems to have come to it a bit later in life and he's sort of um, taken opportunities when they've come to him and he's been really awesome at it, right? And he's done lots of great work and mm -hmm. I think he's hilarious. But I think Steve was more of a student of filmmaking in the sense that like sometimes Ricky does stuff and I think he got lots of help with the filmmaking side and I think Steve actually has studied film and that sort of thing. Okay. And he's got more appreciation of the movies and stuff like that. 
Does that make sense? And so I think when they work together, they've got they work really well. And and Steve, you know, maybe has um, a bit better grasp on like some storytelling stuff. Mm, okay. Um, I think that's what was missing the, the kind of through line, the plot, the sort of structure. Totally. It was more like long extended scenes that didn't really add up to tell a story. And it was filmed in the mockumentary style, like The Office was. Mm. But as I said, even when we left, there were certain scenes that were just filmed like a normal movie. Yeah. And it didn't quite, didn't hold the mockumentary side of it no. as well as The Office did. Sometimes you know? they were doing mockumentary, you know, piece to camera, look at the camera and give a funny look, that kind of thing. And then sometimes it was shot like a movie. Would you say shot, reverse shot? Yeah. So I think the whole point of The Office was that it was one of the first sort of mockumentary TV shows. Yeah that the audience weren't supposed to see anything where a camera couldn't logically be. Well, it was supposed to be like it was a real documentary. Correct. And some people yeah. were confused when it first came out. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Um, but this one didn't quite hold that together, did it? No, I, I don't really know. And it could have, if it wasn't going to be that, it couldn't, it shouldn't have been that, or it should have been that, you know? There were some weird moments like when David Brent would say something and then forget that he was being filmed or something, which, I don't know didn't really ring true you're like well, well there was one scene in particular where he was having breakfast with his mate um in a hotel lobby and it was filmed as if they'd had real cameras there like set up yeah like it wasn't filmed like a mockumentary which would have been like following them and no tripod that sort of thing like handheld sort of thing mm. this was just like a real movie which isn't the point you they know? were framed perfectly so that he could come from the background and still be in focus and all that and it's just yeah yeah weird. i don't know really really strange the ending really annoyed me too. Like you said, it just kind of ended randomly. At the end, they all kind of just like sort of not become his friend but tolerate him a bit and it that came just from resolved, nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understood there was like the um, the sound guy. The sound guy. He had a really great like kind of understanding where, you know, he felt kind of sorry for David and that kind of thing and I, I understood his kind of um, reversal. But the rest of the band members spent the whole movie complaining about him and bitching and then at the end they're all like oh yeah he's okay mm. and that came from nowhere yeah it wasn't earned was it no it, and there was enough plot for about half an hour you know yeah it could have been a really cool half hour special on tv or something mm. but it wasn't i think the movie's kind of in two halves as well there's david on the road with his band and then there's also david in his new salesman job where he's on the phone that was kind of interesting that was interesting but i felt like it just tacked on a bit, wasn't it? Well, they were half and half. So I'm like, yeah. do you want to do the tour movie or mm. do you want to do him in the office wanting to be on a tour mm. or coming back from the tour? Because I felt like there were things in there like the bullying co-worker and the best friend that's there, which is obviously basically Gareth from The Office again. Um, but they, those characters weren't really fleshed out and there's like a, you know. The love interest that comes out of nowhere. Comes out of nowhere. Yeah, just yeah. wasn't at all deserved. There's still enough cringe humour. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny. We laughed at certain bits. We did. But... The difficulty with this kind of humour, though, is that it isn't laugh-out-loud humour. It's quiet, like, cringe, like, oh, mm, God. It's good on TV. It's good on TV. I don't know that it works in a cinema kind of environment. Mm. I don't know. I didn't love it. I thought I didn't really see the need for it. Mm. Didn't add anything to The Office. Similar to what you said about Jason Bourne, was anyone really gunning for this to be made or not really was hey. it necessary do we want to see the next chapter in david brent's life or mm. you know i think 
you know, I'm just spitballing here and I've, I don't know the guys and, you know, I'm just a big fan of them. But I wonder if, if Steve was involved, whether some of those problems would have been ironed out a bit, whether there might have been more structure to it or whether it wouldn't have been so sentimental at the end out of nowhere, you know, which is which is one of the complaints people have about Derek, which Ricky did by himself. Yeah, I haven't seen Derek, but with this movie, it was kind of like poking fun and, you know, being quite self-aware and then at the end got really sentimental and kind of just, oh, so this is like a real like mm. movie that you're trying to elicit an emotional response from us. Okay, yeah. well, that's not what I thought we were doing but here. You, and you, but the way they'd try to do that was just by like characters stating how they feel and yeah. just stating the message of the movie. Yeah. And like, I know, I'm like, I know it's hard to write movies and stuff, but that just seemed like it was an easy way. Just a few easy options. It was a bit tonally inconsistent, I thought. Mm. Like a lot of it felt genuine office-ish and then some of it felt like we were watching a drama sort of film or a comedy film. Yeah. And then yeah. I didn't really understand what they wanted me to do with this information. I think mm. when you make a movie, you need to understand what it is you're trying to achieve and what you want your audience to feel or take from it or whatever. As like watching it, I had no idea what I was supposed to mm. feel or what they were trying to do. And I don't know that it's really added anything to my life having seen mm. this. And I know not every movie is like supposed to be monumentous and life changing, but even from a comedy perspective, I didn't, didn't laugh, make you laugh that, much, that yeah. much at it. So I don't know. Mm. I could have not seen it and be just as happy. Yeah, well, I'm glad we saw it though, so we can talk about it and mm. you know we can see the. Mm. I like Ricky, so I like seeing what he does. There's one scene, Sine, and I, I've, I've read people, other people talk about it, um, where the. The joke is these girls are fat. That was basically the joke, right? Mm. The ones who go to this hotel room. Yeah, well, that wasn't funny. No, I don't know what that was supposed to do either. I don't understand when they laugh about that, when David Brent's chubby as well. Yeah. I'm not sure what they're trying to do there. I don't... I just didn't see the point of that one. I know. You know, again, spitballing, but maybe Steve Merchant wouldn't have found it funny either. Anyway. I'm a bit of a Steve apologist. I love Steve. Yeah. Well, his Hello Ladies show, which we haven't seen all of, we've seen some of it, is super funny. Yeah. And really clever as well. Yeah. And tight, you know, like. Yeah. The clever kind of humour, like rest development style. Mm. This Mm -hmm. wasn't, it felt just kind of sloppy and Mm. just, here you go, here's some office-ish stuff because you guys Mm. like The Office. So Mm. there were a few jokes like that where I didn't really see the point in them or what was supposed to be funny here or. But it's hard doing a movie where you're supposed to identify with the guy who's really sad and got a tragic life, mm. and also he's making fun of fat girls and like it's not. I don't know. It just didn't quite work, did it? Well, that yeah, I guess that's David Brent's character though, is that he's inappropriate and cringy. yeah. I understand that. I I think usually the joke is on him though, you know. Yeah. Okay, and in that yeah. in that situation, the joke was just that these girls happen to be fat mm. and like food, you know. And it wasn't really anything else more to well, it. He tried to talk himself up, but he'd slept with them when he didn't. Yeah, even then they kind of harped at the joke. Yeah, didn't they? I don't so, know. Yeah. Anyway, there were a few moments like that where it was just half kind of half-heartedly done. Mm. So look, I'm not going to say you should rush out and see it, but you know, if it comes along and you like that rookie style humour, you know, go for it. But if you liked the UK Office, you'll probably like this, but. I liked the UK office. I didn't love this, but like mm. I sort of liked seeing it. So, you know. What would you give it out of Sam's? Oh, like two maybe. Two Sam's. 
Yeah, Edison. I'd probably give it like one and a half. Yeah. I didn't really enjoy it. I want to see what Steve does next. <laughs> For the Steve fan over here. The worst part of the movie, though, was the smell of vomit in the cinema. <laughs> no, that wasn't the worst part. The worst part is that we went to see... Oh, my God. You just went to think of me. <laughs> the worst part is that we went to see a comedy film on a Monday night. <laughs> and there were, like, all these horror movie trailers beforehand. It already smells like vomit. And Sinead's cowering because she doesn't like horror movies, I obviously. I don't do scary movies. Well, the trailer for Blair Witch Project movie, again. Like the second one the or something? <laughs> I feel like horror movie, I feel like scary movie trailers should only be shown before scary movies. Because yeah. you're like, okay, this audience likes scary movies. They're going to want to see other scary movies. Here we go. Yeah. Don't play it in front of a comedy or play it in front of like a kid's movie. I just don't feel like that's appropriate. I think they would have done it because David Brent was probably rated M or MA, so the audience is a bit older. But still, who, who watches this comedy film? They'll, they'll love this Blair Witch movie trailer. It was God. awful. I just, and it was a long trailer too. So for like mm. five minutes, I'm just like looking at you, looking down, trying to block my ears from the horrible. I watched, it wasn't that scary, but the sound and stuff, it was, you know. Yeah. You weren't seeing blood and guts in the trailer, obviously, but it was still a scary experience for you. I just don't do scary movies. I don't see the fun in being scared. And I don't want to go see a comedy movie and be blindsided by a scary trailer. It happened to us before when we saw what we do in the shadows. I kind of understand that because it was like a, yeah. a comedy vampire thing. Yeah. Kind of understand that. And the other thing that happened in the cinema were... There were only like three or four groups of us because it was a Monday night, right? And one of the groups changed seats four times to get their ordering correct. It was like mum, dad, daughter. And then they had to change the ordering because they weren't happy where they were sitting. And then when the lights went down, they went and moved anyway. It's an A's biggest bugbear. Just follow your tickets. Follow your tickets. We've talked about this before. I guess I don't really mind like there was no one else coming they could move if they wanted where they moved to though didn't really add that much to the experience they well, like, and they'd already just changed so many times wouldn't you want to just sit down just sit yeah. <laughs> at some point you've got to just deal with the seat that you've got right and watch the movie exactly exactly but maybe my experience of david brent was ruined a bit by all these things and the smell of vomit that was continually next to me you know what hmm. steve wouldn't allow that Steve's making a movie. Would he come into the, the cinema and clean up the vomit for me? Yeah. And what would he do about the people who were moving around? I think Steve would be good in the show. Because <laughs> I listened to him on the podcast on the radio show. He's very similar to us. Is he really? Yes. Is he going to be our best friend then? I don't think we're cool enough for Steve. No, probably not. I also want to give a shout out to our number two biggest fan after Ben. Yeah. Lauren. Hi, Lauren. We love you. Thanks. For saying that my laugh was cute. And tell all your friends, Lauren. You've got like a million friends. You probably. do, Lauren. Like, can you just do some promo for us, please? Yeah, we've shouted out to you, you shout out to us. <laughs> and Ben, you keep doing that too. <laughs> if you're on Twitter, guess what? So are we. <laughs> there is an I Only Like You Twitter page. We've got three followers, so if you want to be number four or five, it's up to you. <laughs> and tell your friends. Yeah. We'll be back. Next week, we'll talk about... Someone being shit again, right? (laughs) And a movie that's probably not that good anyway. What's the point in life? Why are you even doing this podcast? I like it. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye, Ben.
Bye. Sorry, I'm about to burp. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we'll cut that out. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.